0: You have just entered the Tampa Business Spotlight. This podcast is dedicated to anyone who wants to hear how local business owners and entrepreneurs got their start and what drives them to do what they do each and every day. Who am I? My name is Nick Sackis. I was born and raised in Tampa. I'm completely obsessed with real estate and building businesses. I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes while we interview the best local business owners and entrepreneurs in Tampa Bay. Stay tuned. This call is being recorded. All right, welcome everybody in Tampa Bay to the uh, Tampa Business Spotlight. Uh, Today we have a very special guest on the show, uh, Matt Meisenbach of MCOR. He's actually got a couple of different businesses, MCOR and uh, M3 Home Tint. He's been a local business owner in the Tampa Bay area since 2004. And I'd like to welcome to the show Matt Meisenbach. Welcome, Matt.
1: All right, Nick, I I appreciate uh, you having me on here today, and and I'm uh, humbled by it, and and thank you.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, So tell me, before we jump into a couple of different business questions, uh, I'd like to start off with just, you know, introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about you uh, and the, uh, the businesses that you run. Uh
1: well I, I was a uh I was working in the in the world of automotive for a long time since I got out of high school went to college for it i um, always been in the automotive side of it was in the service side with the the dealerships and have worked my way into management um but then back in 2004 um gears got switched and uh, I was 29 years old and kind of got bumped out there and and decided to start my own business and felt like I could I could do a a, a good job at it and uh, make a living for
0: my family and and uh I've never looked back since Awesome, man. Awesome. So you kind of from a from an early start in your your professional business career, you were, you know, in the automotive industry. So what did that look like? Were you at a dealership or, or um, what were you doing in your early years?
1: Yep. So when I was in college, I mean, when I was in high school, I was more of the uh, the technical guy. Um, fortunately, went to plant high school where they had a technical program for automotive, um, got me interested in it, had a teacher that took interest in me and saw that, you know, this was something I was actually really good at it. Um, had never really thought about what I was going to do at that time, um, you know, as a, as a high school, uh, you know, sophomore, um, and then uh, started to take interest in it, found out I was pretty good at it, did some research, found out those guys were making some really good money at the time, and thought, you know what, this is a good idea. Dealership came in and uh, introduced a uh, Ford asset program at the time, um, and I thought, you know what, this is a great way to do it. I figured out how to get it done on scholarships and uh, went through the two-year program, um, working, you know, between the college courses and also working at the Ford dealership. Um, and then uh, after two years, graduated and uh, became a technician and then worked my way up to the top as far as the uh, the service side of things goes. I uh, learned everything, you know, everything automotive, top to bottom there as far as uh, servicing
0: vehicles. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. So obviously you saw a little niche there for yourself. So uh, tell me 2004 came about and you you, you founded MCOR. Um, you know, tell me about those early years.
1: Uh, kind of the funny thing about how it happened was it was unexpected. Um, I had, uh, I had worked my way up into a shop foreman position and, and service management, um, was working a lot of hours every week, making great money, but working a lot of hours. Um, in 2003, we had my first daughter who's 12 now. Um, and at the time the, the hours were starting to really get into anything. I was already investing into uh, real estate, um, buying, um, residential uh, multifamily properties, my wife and I, getting into that. um, I had heard about it from a neighbor, saw he did very well with it, and slowly started working on that, uh, especially down in South Tampa down there. Had put together a pretty good portfolio at the time, um, so I really didn't have time to be working, you know, 80 hours a week, so I stepped down as as the uh, shop foreman. I had to find my replacement, um, basically, and promoted him and trained him, and then I stepped down, and then uh, after several months of doing that back in 2004, uh, they changed gears and wanted us to go to a six-day program um, once or twice a month. And I said, man, I can't do it. I don't have time for it anymore. Um, I've got a, a thriving business on the outside with the real estate, and I uh, work with that. And I've also got a family to deal with. So uh, the guy that, that uh, I put up there to, to put me up there ended up being the guy that let me go, believe it or not. So that was kind of <laughs> a uh, a real-world uh, slap in the face and went, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm not. I'm not – I'm not the guy that wants to work for somebody else. I want to be the guy in control. So uh, my wife had convinced me that I don't need to go back into it again and work for somebody else. I was smart enough to figure out how to do it on my own. And uh, that was my catalyst. I started flipping cars, you know, buying them, cleaning them up, fixing them, putting them out for sale, and, and was making really good money doing it because I could do everything myself. And uh, started with a little car lot out here in uh, Land Lakes. Nobody was really out here at the time, little Ma and Paul stuff. And then um, – quickly realized that, wow, everybody wants stuff done to their cars. You know, after that first year, it was, hey, I need to get window tint. Where do I go? I need to get an alarm system. Where do I go? Um, And, uh, you know, I had some connections in the industry because of my automotive history. Obviously, I hired my my brother-in-law as my first uh, employee to tint windows. That took off very quickly. Within about a year and a half, it was already replacing um, all of the income from car sales. And uh, we added electronics and detailing and upholstery. And just never really looked back. By two thousand nine I had dropped my uh dealer license because I didn't have time to flip cars anymore. Um and uh man it just it just took off. It was a great opportunity out here in Pasco County. There was nobody out here at the time doing it. Um so we we had a, a pretty good come up there and uh have, have been at it ever since. Very strong.
0: That's that's an awesome story, man. So basically, you know, you, you kinda started off doing one thing, you mastered it, which was you know flipping the cars. And then you kind of organically grew your business as uh as demand came about that's uh that's an awesome way to do it for sure now so m is not your only business that you really operate you you have a separate business kind of within Mcore, it's similar but um tell me about the home side and the m three uh window tent so
1: what we found is that, uh, you know, we became, we're one of the largest uh, 3M automotive film dealers in the state of Florida, um, which is pretty, pretty big deal. Having done it in less than a decade, being a 3M dealer for less than uh, four years, um, we came up very, very fast because again, this, I recognized that, that this area was uh, in need of it. There was no other shops around it. I had no competition. And um, I, I was the guy that took, uh, you know, that, that took bull by the horns and, and jumped into it because I'm too stupid to know any different and uh, just thought it was a good idea and and uh, fortunately for me, it worked out. So what happened was over the years, you know, we we messed around with a little bit of home tent here and there, commercial tent. we got a lot of great clients out here. They would say, look, uh, you just did my, my car. I want you to go ahead and do my office building. And, you know, it was kind of a pain the way it was set up. You know, listen, I got to drag a tenner out of the shop. I got to send them out there to do your blah, 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 blah. So as the demand started growing for that, I was like, you know what, we're letting this get in the way. But maybe there's actually something to this. Why don't I find out what it would take to set up and be, a, you know, and start a separate company that, that strictly specializes in, you know, commercial and, and residential window film? Um, I found that to be a very lucrative market. Um, spoke with 3M a lot. They encouraged us and pushed us actually. So I had a lot of corporate backing to really get that going on its own. Um, and then within one year, we started it last year, um, about mid-year, and within uh, less than a year, by the end of that year, we became a platinum dealer, which is the very highest uh, accolade you can get from 3M. So when we were in uh, Fort Lauderdale this year for for the uh, convention, uh, we were recognized as a platinum dealer already, um, which puts us, you know, as a premier dealer uh, in our in our you know 50 mile or so radius here. And uh, it's gone very, very well for us. We have, a, you know, full-time sales on the street all the time, full-time window film installers. Um, we've done a lot of great businesses out there, a lot of homes. Um, it's just, a, it's, it's a great industry. Um, and, and probably to the point where it could actually, I, I wouldn't have believed it in the beginning, but where it could morph, you know, what I've built here with MCOR over the last 12 years.
0: So we're excited about it. Yeah, no, that, that's awesome, man. So that 3M window film, I mean, you can put that on old windows and new windows, right? It's not just, uh, you know, for, for one specific thing, kind of has a multi-purpose.
1: Absolutely. That's the excitement about the 3M window film. Um, you know, 3M invented window film. They hold the patent on window film. They've had it since, uh, you know, for, they're celebrating their 50 years this year. Uh, so they created it. And everybody knows 3M. They're the Fortune 500 company. They're the big boys. They don't put it out there unless it's right, unless it's perfect. Um, and they want top-notch products, and, and they've got it. People trust it; it's a household name. Uh, they figure they have the average American house that has over 80 products in it that are made by 3M. Believe it or not, um, so window film is just another thing. What we find is a lot of people with this, you know, this quarter-inch um, sheet glass on their house. And this is Florida. We were building those those houses for you know half a million, seven hundred fifty thousand back in the yep. in the mid 2000s with just plain crappy glass on them. And uh, Mm -hmm. these people start looking to upgrade and go, man, it's going to cost me $30,000 for new windows in this house. What they find is we can actually put film on it for much less money um, that will not require them to tear the house apart. Jobs can be done in a day or less most of the time. um, And just for just, you know, so much less money than putting new glass on. Even people with this double pane stuff, uh, you know, the latest and greatest, until you put the catalyst of window film on it you're still not going to block 100% UV. You're still not going to block, you know, the extra 30% of heat coming through the windows. They're great windows and it works out well. And and if you had your house built, and had that put in, in the first place, good deal. But I can tell you that probably 25% of our business, especially over in New Tampa, involves us laying this window film on homes that even have the top of the line, uh, you know, double pane glass on them already because it's still just not enough in Florida. So that's why it's so great because people need it. I'm not selling you a water softener. I'm not selling you... You know a subscription to a golf magazine i'm selling you something that you know your roi for electricity bills is is uh you know is, is incredible a lot of people get their money back within you know a year and a half two years um you know on their home for their investment And now you've got it for the rest of the lifetime that you own the house you know
0: no, yeah it makes sense man but hey People need water softeners and golf uh, subscriptions, so hold, hold off on absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely, They uh, sure do. It
1: just makes it easier because what? Oh, yeah, no. no, else, no they go, oh, yeah, my yeah, gosh, yeah. I want It's like um, an air conditioner. So,
0: so that being said, um, you know, back to MCore and, and you guys do a lot of different stuff. I see you on social media. You have, you know, pictures of boats, pictures of pickup trucks. You're doing lift kits. Um, you know, who is really your ideal customer for MCore? Uh, instead of just throwing a blanket out of there and saying everybody, um, if somebody really has a vehicle and, and, or boat, um, you know, why would they reach out to you or, or who's your, really your ideal customer?
1: So, you know, and doing a lot of research over the years, we're really tracking this stuff. We find out that mostly, you know, the generation X group is our meat and potatoes. That's our 35 to 45 year old, um, age group. Um, they are our number one customer, uh, by far. They, uh, you know, that's the person that buys that car. You know, where, where we found a niche at with a lot of this stuff is, you know, the dealers found out that after the, the recession hit um, and then cars were being made better, they didn't have a whole lot to do in their service departments. Um, so they started doing what they used to pay us to do. At one time, I served 27 car dealerships. Um, they decided to take those things in-house and stop having companies like mine do it all the time. Um, yet, when you go through the dealer, the markup tends to be significant. So they would find that they had two choices when they bought a car. I either pay $6,000 extra to get that leather package that I want, along with all the other stuff that I don't want, or I pay the dealership to put leather in, and their charge would be $2,000. However, we're the guys, we're the middlemen. We were the guys always doing it for the dealerships back then. So you can come to MCOR and get a leather interior installed for 1000 bucks, and you don't have to buy all the upgraded packages or anything else. Or you want the better radio, but you don't want to buy all the other stuff with it. So that's our niche group. Our, our niche group is the one that buys the, you know, the BMW 3 Series and needs the window film on it, or the, uh, you know, the Acura that that, uh, that needs a better, you know, a navigation system put in it, or, or something like that. Of course, we do a lot of repairs on older vehicles. Um, that, that are, you know, it's a 2006 Infiniti and it didn't come with Bluetooth, yet it's still a car that has a lot of value in it. The person loved their Infiniti M45 or whatever. We can retrofit that car. Why take on a new payment? It's paid for. You still love the car. We can take care of it for you. We can fix that seat repair. We can, uh, you know, put good window film on there that blocks out, uh, you know, all your UV and, and heat. Um, those kind of things. So that's, that's my age group. Next up from that is my the, the 46 to 55 age group. That's probably our second biggest age group. Um, you know, because of the window film, obviously, for skin spots and, uh, you know, and just, you know, skin cancer and things like that is very important to have that. Um, they take really good care of their stuff. You know, they've been there, done that. They've, they're they're at the age where they can buy a nice vehicle and do some cool things that they want to do to it or a boat also. Um, do a better stereo on it, do some better electronics on it, uh, you know, fix up the upholstery, buy a, buy a boat that they couldn't afford a brand new one, but they afford a little older one that needs an interior put on it. That's what we do here. So that's, that's kind of my... It's kind of my group top to bottom. Of course, we have our high-end ones. That's who everybody gets excited about, our Bucks players and our, you know, our Lightning players and, uh, you know, local celebrities and, and uh, you know, things like that. Um, those are the cool ones also. They trust us here. We work on a lot of their vehicles. I uh, believe it or not, a lot of them live out this way. Um, and, uh, you know, we get our Ferraris and Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces. And, you know, those are our Instagram and and Facebook and social media monsters, of course, that people love. Um you know, so we 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 kind of do service a large group. Millennials are becoming our our age group a little bit, um, slowly but surely as they're buying. You know, they tend to uh, to trend toward the the cheaper cars, the Camrys and stuff like that that aren't fully loaded because they're just getting going. They've got you know student debt things like that, um, but they still want to block that window, you know, the the heat from banging in their car. They still want a, a decent sounding stereo system to to hook their phone to or whatever it is. Um, so that that's that's kind of where we're at. That's our age group. Nice, nice.
0: So, I think you, you kind of answered this a little bit, but I'll ask it to you in a different way also. Um, you know, what is different about MCOR versus the next car stereo shop that might be down the street? I mean, if I had to guess, I would say it's a facility because I've been there, and it's absolutely beautiful. But, you know, go ahead and, and elaborate on that just a little bit.
1: You nailed it. The facility was when we moved to this location, when we, when we scouted this out and had this building built to spec when we did this originally, um i wanted I, I had been retrofitting in the previous two locations just a little north of here a little south of here all within a couple miles range retrofitting somebody else's building to do what we needed it to do it's just kind of hard in this industry because we do need very specific things um doing the type of work that we do we're not selling widgets off a shelf um you know it has to be an interactive experience it has to be a nice shop area it has to be functional um all that has to be put together but not dirty and grimy and nasty so when we set this up uh, we wanted to be unlike any other automotive facility. When you, we walked in here, we wanted to be like when you walked into, you know, that, that Lamborghini dealer and bought that car or when you bought the, the brand new Cadillac or the Mercedes Benz. You walked in my showroom, you were very comfortable here, just like you were when you just purchased that car. Um, so that was kind of the point when we set this up with the wood floors and the and the beautiful, uh, you know, the, the, the paint and the interactive displays, all hand-built stuff. That's really neat. Um, not off-the-shelf garbage. Um, you know, this is stuff that showed the craftsmanship that we're capable of doing here. Um, so that's kind of what sets us aside. We don't look like a car stereo shop. A lot of the, a lot of people walk in here, and the very first, you know, reaction is, "Oh my God, I've never seen anything like this before. This is, right. this is amazing." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: you know, so that that's done very well for us over the years. That was very calculated. It did cost, you know, quite a bit of money to do that, um, but the investment has been well worth it. Those customers do tend to be, you know, they turn into customers for life. You know, they're not, the husband's not scared to send his, you know, 35-year-old wife and two kids here to hang out while the windows get tinted on the minivan. Um, you know, the, the kids aren't scared to send grandma up here to, to get her new Cadillac, uh, you know, taken care of with the window film or whatever it is. We're that kind of place. Um, you know, we're not, the, we're not a grimy automotive place. It's just not like that here. And my customers wouldn't put up with it. We, we've got an uh, air-conditioned shop in the back, which is very unique. It was very expensive to do that. But you know what? We want to take care of our customers' vehicles just like they, you know, would take care of their own vehicles at home. Um, We also want to take care of our employees. That's number one for us. Uh, You know, a lot of these people have done this for a long time. they sweated their butts off here in Florida, and uh, an attraction that we have here is it's 75 degrees in that shop with zero humidity all day, every day.
0: Yeah, I can Uh, imagine
1: that's a big deal, yeah. Yeah, they don't break a sweat back there, and that's a big deal. They're not sweating all over your car, but they're also, you know, fully functional all day long. At the end of their eight-hour day, they're, you know, they're... They're not worn out at the end of the day, so it's it's good for everybody. It's a it was a good it was a good thing. It was a good idea. It ended up working out very well. The investment has been worth it for us.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, so that being said, and you know, you talk about your facility, you talk about both businesses, both MCore and M3 Tent. Uh, do you have any future plans? Are you currently looking to hire or uh, anything along those lines?
1: What we've played with a little bit is uh, kind of the opposite of the way a lot of people do it and the opposite of the way I built the place. Um, when it comes to the M-Core side, um, kind of like we did with M3 when we've already spun that off, that was our first spinoff, uh, we're looking into slowly spinning off things like like the window film shops to make it more convenient for our customer. I can set up what we do here with window film and do it with a smaller footprint um, and do it you know, more toward. You know other areas that we've recognized that are growing very well that our customers are coming from by zip code you know, analysis and uh, make it more convenient for them to get to us, um, therefore hopefully generating more, uh, you know, more business by, by doing that. So probably start out with window film and work our way through that. Truck accessories and rhino lining has been huge for us. Um, that definitely can be its own standalone thing for sure. Um, and then as we do spin those off, we put the controls in place, the management and the people in place, to grow that business and focus on that business 100% all by itself. So if you manage a tent shop, that's your goal is just to, to make that thing as big and amazing as you can while taking care of your customers and your employees. Um, that way we don't lose focus of the customer service and, and the, you know, the employee um, relationship that we have as we get bigger. I feel that as you get bigger, if you continue to do it all in-house, it starts to get a little bit muddy. Um, it does become more difficult to harness all of that. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting aspect, and we're learning as we go. With M3, it just becomes, you know, with, with a window home and commercial film, that's an easy deal, man. That's a bunch of trucks on the road with great salespeople that know what they're doing, that educate our customers. Um, that's an easy one to, to put out at scale. It just, it's just a matter of how far we want to reach out and go because it's a great market. And once a customer learns that, that our service is incredible and that we educate them very easily, we don't push them for sales. It's all about education. Once you're educated on it, you understand that what we sell is the best stuff anyway. Um, we don't have to ask for the sale at that point. Uh, so that's just a matter of, of scaling how many how many great salespeople we can put in here um, to to handle the growth of that business. That's what's happening there very quickly. You know,
0: awesome, man. I, I like it. I I like the idea of taking those you know specific niche categories uh, and expanding those out. That that definitely sounds like a great idea. Um, but I mean, it sounds like you have everything pretty much dialed in. You know, both businesses are running great. But I do have to ask you one question. Okay. okay. Go back to 2004 when all this started, and the buildup from 2004 until now. If you could do anything differently, uh, what would it be, and why?
1: Well, I do live by the by the by the old uh, homage of no regrets, obviously, um, and I've lived my whole life like that long before I was an entrepreneur. I learned that from my dad, um, who was a minister for 40 years in South Tampa. There, um, no regrets. You just you jump in and you go. Um, you know, I, I was dumb from day one um, in this industry, even though I was in automotive, I wasn't in the side of it. Um, I put my nose down and just ground away and built and built, not even realizing there's a recession going on around me. Shops are closing (laughs) down around me. Um, You know, people aren't buying cars like they were. The internet was taking over the way people purchase things. I honestly can say to this day, that was my dumbness to that and not being aware of it, really, even though I was living in it. I, I, maybe that ended up being a good thing. I, I say maybe it was a regret, but, but honestly, probably not because then I may have had some, some fear put in me that I, that would have scaled like I did. Um, I guess I got to say if I have any, any regret at all, I would have probably been attending large scale conventions and events like we attend SEMA now. And I've become a judge with SEMA. Um, also, you know, the CES consumer electronics show, if I would have attended those earlier Um, Rather than just the last five years, I would have gotten that bigger picture outlook much earlier than I did. Um, Fortunately, I hired a a great general manager who came in and said, hey, we got to do this. You've got to start going to these. You've got to understand what the big picture is. Take the blinders off. It's time for you to see the big picture of this and then scale accordingly. And I did. And it's been the very best thing that we've done. I realized how big the industries are that I'm involved in. And uh, met a lot of people that realized how far we could go. And I think if I had done that, maybe you know, a few years earlier, we'd probably be farther
0: than we are now.
1: But uh, you know, I'm happy with where we are now and, and how fast we're growing. So I'm okay with that.
0: No, I, I like it, man. You know, they they say it's, it's it's never a bad time to start a good business. And and I like the fact of what you said, man. There, you know, there were shops closing down left and right. The recession, people transitioning to more online purchasing, and you just kept your head down and and charge forward and, and, and look where you're at now, man. No regrets. So I yeah. definitely like that. Um, you know, one thing about our podcast, about myself, um, I, you know, I'm obsessed with business. I, my audible account right now is three books a month. Uh, I'm, you know, unfortunately I don't have, uh, the, the subs and amps in my car like I used to. Uh, so maybe we might have to <laughs> work on that, but I'm listening to audio books in the car all the time. So, If you could give me a recommendation for your best or most recent maybe uh, or just favorite business book that our audience could maybe uh, download on Audible or, or read the actual hard copy, what would it be?
1: I can tell you that the one that really hit me at the right time when I started the business and I understood that I could do this was the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. Um, I know it's a little aged now. Um, I understand, you know, the truths and the non truths that may have been involved in it. It doesn't matter. The story hit me at home very deeply. Um, I understood that, you know what, it's a change of mentality. It's a change of the way I need to think about things and about my future. And, uh, you know, I, I came from a background that was not rich by any means at all. Um, we figured out how to make our own way and handled it. Um, and that book just kind of drove it home that, Hey, now it's time to change that mentality. Now it's time to think bigger. Um, it's time to be positive all the time, um, which is what I work on very hard in this day and age. Um, that's been a great book for me. The most recent book, and you and I have already talked about this more than once is uh Gary Vaynerchuk. This guy is smashing it out of the park. Um, his crush it book was phenomenal. I haven't gotten to his new book that's out yet, but I do consume every single a uh, bit of media that he puts out there on every, you know, media stream. Um, I didn't like him when I first heard him, like most people. Um, but man, when you really start to listen and consume what he's got to say, I don't think there's anybody out there, as far as I go anyway, um, that's really hitting it the way this guy is. Um, he's he's uh, definitely pushed me to to, uh, you know, give a lot more free, good information and try to help people out. And just like this podcast that we're doing right now, I really just need to reach out there and start, uh, trying to help others out if I can also be there for them, you know, uh, to get through the times that I had to get through early on. Um, it's all about, you know, just positivity, man, and rolling together, just building.
0: Love it, man. Love it. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, I do have the rich dad, poor dad series. Um, you know, that's, that's, one of the first, uh, you know, actually from the real estate side is uh, how I got involved in that, which I'm sure you, you know, because you have some investments yourself, is kind of yep. how you got started there. So definitely good stuff, man. Well, um, you know, Matt, I definitely appreciate you taking some time to, uh, you know, be on our podcast and, and tell all of our listeners exactly what you got going on. And that being said, so somebody has a car, they have a boat, they have a house or a business that needs window film. What is the best way to get a hold of you? Where do they go online? Um let everybody know how to how to get a hold of you.
1: Right, I appreciate that. So so for the the real estate side of it, with when you need your you know your home or a commercial job done, not only the window film but also the decorative films. Um also in like in these attorneys' offices and malls and things like that, we do all that frosted film. Um that's a big draw too. So that one's gonna be um m3 tent.com. For obvious reasons, it's opposite of 3M. So m 3 tentcom very easy to remember, um, or you can dial the the main numbers the 813-943-TINT, T-I-N-T. Um, very simple with that company. And then and we're all over social media, of course. Also, you name it, we're there. Um, MCOR Automotive. I do encourage you to follow us on Facebook, even if you're not a car person. Um, people just love our Facebook page um, and Instagram and Twitter and, and Google Plus and all that good stuff. Um, but anyway, you can, you can just, you, if you Google just M C O R automotive, it'll all come up and you can, you can track it from there, but, uh, follow us, come by the shop. If you get time, we're located on the corner 54 and 41 out here in Land Lakes, right at the light. Um, very easy to find us out here. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. And thank you for the opportunity, Nick. Uh, it's a big deal and, uh, I'm humbled by it and that anyone cares to listen to what I got to say. I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anytime, man. I definitely appreciate it. And, uh, for everybody that's listening, <laughs> Uh, myself and Matt are going to put together a coupon. I'm um, not 100% sure yet, but we'll go ahead and, and post that on social media. So uh, maybe get some, you know, deals on some window tinting or, or maybe some car audio here uh, just specifically for anybody who's listening. So, Matt, again, man, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Nick, and uh, good
1: luck in your endeavors in the future. You're doing a great job. Thank you.
0: All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye.